this podcast is presented to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church in Lubbock, Texas. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com. You know, uh, as, as we exit 2013, we're going to start a new year here before long. And uh, if you've come to church here very long, we, we start the new year out with a fast. And one of the things the Lord is really, really beginning to deal with me on, just in my own personal life, is I, I don't want to do church out of routine. I don't want to just come in here. I, I, I don't want to just worship God out of routine. This is the way we go to church, you know. This is the way we praise Lord. I want it to be fresh and anointing and anointed. And so for that to happen, I know there's got to be a change of my heart. I mean, I, I can come in here and I can praise the Lord and I, I can have my mind on what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day if I'm not careful. I don't want that. And so God's really beginning to work in me right now and beginning to challenge me. So in saying that, I'm going to tell you, begin to believe God that he shows you some things in your life, just one thing, that can change. That you can say, you know what, Lord, I want to know you more intimate than I ever have. In Matthew 5, it says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst, not for fried chicken, but for righteousness. Okay? I'm going to tell you, there's times, man, I'm not careful. I hunger and thirst for the things of this world more than I do God. And I don't want to be that way. But I believe it's a wake-up call. So begin to pray and say, Father God, show me some things. Show me some things. All right. You know, uh, for, I don't know, a month or two, we talked about the things of this world, about how they try to dominate us. And I, I can't get in, fl- in the flow of the world. Not one of us in here can get caught up with the way the world acts and behaves and act like it's okay as a Christian. And so tonight, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about living with integrity. Now, when we talk about integrity, in, integrity doesn't come in degrees of low integrity, medium integrity, or high integrity. Integrity is you either have it or you don't. Period. And I believe it's important that we as Christians, we learn to live with integrity. Integrity is a character trait that can be developed. Now, I remember times in my life, and I went back and I thought about things that we do, sometimes before we're born again or even after we're born again, and we we try to camouflage it in different ways. I I remember one time going to a drive-up window at a fast food place, and what I had ordered came to to roughly $3.80, and I, I gave the little girl a five, so I knew I was going to give back a dollar and some change, and she handed me my food, and then she gave me a, a $10 bill back. Well, a lot of times in our minds as Christians, we have the thought, wow, God just blessed me. God didn't bless you. You flunked the test. And I flunked that test before. And I've drove around and thought, man, thank you, God, for blessing me. What a day. I get a free meal and make six bucks off of this. But guess what? I realize now, no, you lived with a lack of integrity and God was going to see what you would do when only Him and and you knew. Okay? Now, I've passed that test since then. I was eating one time right here in in Lubbock and this guy who was waiting on my table, he walks by and a a wad of money, it was his tip money, fell out on the floor right there by me. Now, the only one that knew it was me. I was the only one that saw it, so... I just rolled over there, and I got it, and I stuck it on my table, and he was real busy. So a few minutes later, this lady who worked there also started cleaning the table right there. 
And I said to her, ma'am, would you get him for me? And she said, yeah. So he comes over there and he says, do you need something, sir? And I said, no, I just need to give this to you. And he looked at me. And I could see it in his eyes like, oh, my gosh. That's my, that's my livelihood. That's my tip money. And I said, here it is. It's all yours. And so he walked away, and he didn't know that I heard him say this. He said to the lady cleaning, or the ladies cleaning the table said to him, that's a good man. Now, you talk about blessing me when she said that. I wanted to say to her, that's not a good man. That's a godly man. And I believe the problem is this, that when, when our, our society, and go with me to the book of uh, Proverbs chapter 3, the problem is it's sad that we live in a, in a society where folks are shocked by the display of integrity instead of the lack thereof. I mean, that's, that's a sad indictment. Now, uh, go, go to Proverbs 11, like I said. We, we see a lack of integrity daily, whether it's politicians, athletes, actors, ministers. We see it a daily, on a daily basis. But guys, listen, that, that doesn't give me the right to think, well, this is normal. It's okay to live without integrity. Everybody else does it. Now, as, as you're turning to Proverbs 11, you may got there. Let me ask you some questions that will define some, some integrity behaviors in your own life. Does, does your behavior match your beliefs? Does your behavior match your beliefs? Here's another one. What, what, does what you say match what you do? Wow. How about this last one? Does your private life look like your public life? See, those are things that every one of us need to ask ourselves as, as Christians. And, and it helps me to understand, you know what? God expects a lot, of us, a lot out of us. Now, Proverbs 11, verse 3. Note here, it says, The integrity of the upright will guide them. What did he say would guide us? Integrity will guide us. One translation, it uses the word right there as, as a protection. It's almost like when we walk in integrity, there's a protection that comes around us. Now, I said earlier that integrity has some character traits. The things I'm talking about there is to love justice, to choose to do what's correct, to act properly in all situations. That's what, it, that's what integrity is. And if you'll note there, it says, the integrity of the upright will guide them. You know what I look as integrity as? It's kind of like a GPS system from Father God. As long as I walk in integrity, it will keep me in line. It will guide me to the things that I should be doing, no matter who you are. But there's a negative side to this verse, too. Look what he goes on to say the last part. But the perversity, the falseness, or the lack of integrity of the unfaithful will utterly destroy them. Now, this is what the Bible says. And so you've got to look back at this. What do I do when even no one else is looking? What do I do when the only one that knows what I'm going to do, whether right or wrong, is me and God? Now, I want you to, to show you some very positive things here in the Bible tonight. Look at Psalm 15. Look at Psalm 15. You can go back into your life and you can think about areas of your life where you walked in integrity or you walked in lack of integrity. I've been on both sides of that fence. Ooh, I'm telling you, though, guys, the, the Bible is true. 
when it talks about when we don't walk in integrity, that you're, it's going to lead to destruction. That, that's the truth. You know, you, you ought to thank parents who brought you, taught you and brought you up to tell the truth. It's not always easy. It goes against the flow. Man, I remember my dad, ooh, he would wear us out. He would always tell us, listen, if you'll tell me the truth, it'll be better for you. And I remember times in my life where I did, and oh my gosh, the consequences were horrible, but guess what? My dad was trying to raise us up to understand that. I remember when I got to junior high, and I was, you know, 13, 14, and 15, and I was a regular customer at seeing the principal that back in those days, they didn't put you in time out. They swatted your little butt. And you know what? I'm still here. It did me pretty good. But I remember my, my junior high principal was a man named Pete Viabla. And when Pete hit you with the board, you cringed, you shook. You would go back into class and you wanted to cry, but you're too cool to cry. And I remember walking into his office and he would look at you and he would read what the teacher sent you to the office for. And he would always make eye contact with you and he'd say, Did you really do this? And I'd say, Yes, sir. And he said, Okay, here's what's going to happen. He said, I'm going to bust your rear three times, okay? And so it would straighten me out for a few days, a few weeks, and then I'd be back. And the same thing would happen. He would look at me and he'd say, Did you really do this? Yes, sir, I did. I remember this went on over and over, and one day I went into his office, and he looked at me and he said, did you really do this? And I said, no, sir, I didn't do that. And he looked back up at me and he said, you've been in here on September 9th, September 16th, you've been in here October 3rd, October 10th, and every time you've been, he knew every time I'd been in there. And he said, every time you've been in here, you've told me the truth. He said, did you do that? And I said, no, sir, I didn't. And he said, I believe you. I believe you. And I remember as a kid, I thought, man, my dad would be proud of me. Not because I didn't get licks today, but I told the truth. Well, that's how Father God is. He's looking for ones that will tell the truth. Now, this is a, par a, a psalm of King David. Psalm 15, it's only five verses, but the, the subtitle of this chapter says, The Character of Those Who May Dwell with the Lord. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to have the right character to dwell with Father God. Verse 1. Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may, who may dwell in your holy hill? And so what David is asking there is, who can come into your presence, Father God? Who can fellowship with you and be intimate with you? Now, look what he says here in verse 2. He who walks or lives uprightly, that's integrity, he who works righteousness or justice. He who speaks the truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue. Nor does evil to his neighbor. Nor does he take up a reproach against his friends. In whose eyes a vile person is despised. But he honors those who fear the Lord. He who swears to his own hurt and does not change. He who does not put out his money to usury or interest, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. Now, when I look at all these that King David's talking about here, he gives us a picture of what God's looking, at, looking for. He looks for people that tell the truth. He looks for people that do, do righteousness. He looks for people who, who do justice. 
And that's, that's what Father God's looking for. And to answer every one of those things, I think he's telling us it's just learning to live a life of integrity. In every area we go through, I don't get even with my neighbor. But look how this verse ends. He who does these things shall never be moved. He will never stumble. Now, as I read this, I think back to what we just read in Proverbs 11.3, that the, 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 the truth, the integrity of the upright will guide them. He says here, we'll never stumble. So once again, you see the GPS right there, that if I purpose in my heart, I'm going to live with integrity, I'm going to live with godly character, He guides me, He leads me. What a promise, what a statement right here. But this is the challenge. Now, I, I encourage you, read that in other translations and really get that on the inside of you and then say, okay, Father God, I see what your word says here. Now, transform me. Start working this in me. Start helping me to quit lying, to tell the truth. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, you, you pray that, guess what's going to happen? Tomorrow at work or somewhere, you're going to enter a great test. And the Lord's going to say, okay, let's see what you really got in you. It's a good thing, though. I believe this is one of the ways that we hang out with Father God. We do this. Now, go with me to, to 1 Samuel chapter 12. I want you to see another one here. 1 Samuel chapter 12. You can sit here tonight and you can think about ways that your, your integrity or your lack of integrity can be on display every day. 1 Samuel 12. It's a great passage right here. Start with me in verse 1. 1 Samuel 12, 1. Now Samuel said to all Israel, Indeed, I have heeded your voice in all that you said to me and have made, king, and have made you a king over you. And now here's the king walking before you, and I am old and gray-headed, and look, my sons are with you. I have walked before you from my childhood to this day. Now, Samuel, guys, he's, he's at the end of his life. Man, he's old. He's gray-headed. And he said, I have walked before you since my childhood. You know what that tells me right there? He's telling them, my life was an open book. Every one of you have seen my character and my integrity. Verse 3. Here I am witness or testify against me before the Lord and before his anointed. Now look what he asked this question now. Whose ox have I taken? Or whose donkey have I taken? Or whom have I cheated? Whom have I oppressed? Or from whose hand have I received any bribe with which to blind my eyes? I will restore it to you. Now, when I read this, he's, he's standing before the, the anointed of God, and he said, you know what? You guys testify of me. And he said, have I stolen any of your oxen? Have I stolen any of your donkeys? Have I cheated any of you? Have I taken any bribes from you? And he's telling them right here, if I've done that, you testify against me. You're the witness here. Now, look what goes on here in verse 4. And they said... You have not cheated us or oppressed us, nor have you taken anything from any man's hand. 
Now, man, when I read that, I, I was blessed. I said, thank God there was Samuels. And I believe there's still Samuels. That, you know what they just said to him? No, you live before us with integrity. We can't go back and say, you lied, you cheated. You, no, you didn't do any of that. Man, I don't know about you. Th- those can be some of the greatest things that's ever spoken about you. You know, the testimony of your name. When you die here, that's what you'll be remembered about, about what you did while you were here on earth. I don't want to die and people say, man, that dude was a thief. Every time his mouth opened, he was lying. How many of you have ever heard somebody say that? If that guy's mouth opened, he's lying. What a testimony. Or not. Verse 5. Then he said to them, The Lord is a witness against you and has anointed his witness this day that you have not found anything in my hand. And they answered, He is witness. And you know what? You want to hear how that goes hand in hand with Proverbs eleven three. The integrity of the upright will guide them. Now go back and look at the end of this man's life that because he purposed in his heart... I'm going to live a life of integrity no matter what everybody else is doing. Look where he was at the end. Man, his life was blessed. His name was blessed. But I can flip back to the negative side of that too. Remember, when I live with a lack of integrity, you're going to face destruction. Things in your life are not going to be well. Not at all. Let me give you a couple questions here. What's your integrity worth to you? Let me ask you this tonight. Would you lie to get a better job? Would you lie to get promoted? Would you lie to get a raise? Because if you would, you know what you're saying? I'm willing to trade my integrity for a new job. I'm willing to trade my integrity for some money. Think about this. Would you steal something for your integrity? Would you go out tonight and steal some gasoline and and look at it this way? Your integrity was worth three or four gallons of gasoline? Now think about this. These these are things that, that can happen to every one of us. If you own a business... Would you overbill a customer for a few extra dollars? So is that how much your integrity is worth? What about this? If you cheated on a test just to get your grade point average a little higher. So you know what you've just said? My integrity is worth cheating on a test or not. See, it's very easy to get around our friends and exaggerate the truth to make ourselves look better. But once again, i got to ask this. Is that's what my integrity's worth? Woo, that's tough, isn't it? Now, I can tell you tonight, to walk in integrity in our society right now is not easy. But you've got to ask yourself this. What is your integrity worth? What's it worth? What does your life say your integrity is worth? See, it's very easy for us in our society to say, well, they lie here and they lie there. Go go with me to to Matthew chapter number uh, 23. Matthew 23. See, I I got to learn to live with what matters to God. That's why I read Psalm 15. 
When you look at what's important to God, the things that are important to God got to become important to me. What about, what about with people? What about with people? Let me ask you this right now. Do you want to gain trust? Do you want to gain respect and honor with people? And start doing what you say. Wow, that's a novel idea. See, I think about this a lot of times. We want everybody to bend over backwards for us and do things. But have I lost trust? Have I lost respect? Because of the lack of integrity. And every one of us have the opportunity to do that every day. I mean, I, I can tell you this right now. That when, when someone is a habitual liar to me, I'll love them, but I don't trust them. I'll love them, but I'm sure not going to leave them my checkbook. See, and I believe that's the same with, with Father God, with every one of us. So you look back, even how you were brought up, maybe you made bad choices, but I believe this, that when I see what the Word of God says, that God, He, he desires us to live with integrity that I begin to say, oh, Father God, I need a transformation in this area of my life. I need to be a person of integrity no matter where I'm at. See, that, that, that means I can't trade masks. I come in here and I have my religious face on on Wednesday nights. Praise the Lord. Isn't God good? Oh, we're all so blessed tonight. And then I leave out of here and I, I go home and someone cuts me off and Man, I get mad, and I go home, and I lie, and I steal, and I do these things. Say, so we, we can't wear different masks, guys. Once again, my, my, my private life should match my public life, and my public life should match my private life. And maybe you weren't brought up being a person of integrity. I'm telling you, it can change. I believe it's one of the greatest transformations that our society is in. You know what? We've got a lot of business owners in here. And you know what? Every one of them would tell me one of the greatest characteristics they would want was people that will just tell them the truth. And number two, people who will just show up to work. There's a few aliens. See, it's big because what's happened in our society? And I don't want to tell the truth. Why didn't you come to work today? Well, a gopher bit my nose. So you see the lack of integrity just for little things we, we say and do. Now, in this passage here, I want you to note some things. Matthew chapter 23. Let's begin in verse uh, 25. He says, woe to you, scribes. Now, one of the definitions of woe means doom. Doom to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you pretenders. Now, if you go back and look at, at the, the scribes, the Pharisees, and the Sadducees, those were the religious leaders of their land, guys. These were guys that in people's uh, appearance or people uh, gathering around them, they came across as great religious men and spiritual, but he, he defines them as hypocrites. And he says, For you cleanse the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside... You are full of extortion and self-indulgence. The best thing I can tell you about those two words is you're full of a bunch of crud. Outwardly, you appear this way, but inside, your heart's not right. Verse 26. Blind Pharisees first cleanse the inside of the cup and the dish that the outside of them may be cleansed also. So he said, you're more concerned about appearance 
than inner holiness. You're more concerned about your appearance than godly character. Now, every one of us in here, guys, we have the opportunity to tell the truth or not. And many times it looks like the best thing is not to tell the truth that I may get out of this if I don't. Understand this, guys. It's a character flaw when I do that. Verse 27. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanliness. Now, Jesus right here, guys, he exposed them. He exposed them for who they really were. And once again, a hypocrite is defined as an actor. Fakers with zero integrity. Now, I hope that doesn't define us, but you know what? If it does define you, I'd repent of that and say, okay, Father God, man, I, I need some help here. Now, this may be a great way to start the year in fasting if you've had problems with integrity. Start saying, Lord, I need help here in this area. He, we'll end with verse 28 or 29. Uh, 28. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. You are defiled on the inside. And so when you read what Jesus is talking about here, I believe in integrity is a heart issue. It's a condition of the heart to say, you know what? I'm going to live to please God. I'm not going to live to please men. I'm going to live to please Father God. Now, I grew up with a, a good friend of mine. Actually, he's a doctor now. And growing up, guys... He had, he had huge problems with telling the truth. I mean huge problems, and it's gotten him in trouble in life. I remember one day that me and him and another guy, we went to this, this little jewelry store that was in this lady's house. And the other guy that was with us, he was wanting to buy his mom a, 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 a bracelet for a birthday. So this lady opens this counter up over here, and that's back when turquoise was really in. And she was showing us all the turquoise, so she lifted that up. And he said, do you have any more? And the lady said, yes, over here. So she went over there. And she made a huge mistake. She didn't lock that case back up. So I'm sitting there watching, and I look over there, and this buddy, he just reaches around there, sticks his hand in, and I see him do it. Puts his bracelet in his pocket. We leave. I saw him do the whole thing. Fifteen minutes later, after I get home, this one buddy who bought the jewelry called, and he said, Hey, you steal a, a, a turquoise bracelet? I said, I didn't. He said, Did so-and-so? Well, you know, back then, you don't think people off. I said, I don't know. You ask him. He called him, and, and, and he said, I didn't steal it. So now this guy said, Listen, one of you's got that bracelet. And I said, I don't have it. And he said, Well... My mom's going to come by, and we're going to get you and your mom, and we're going to this other guy's house with his mom, and we're going to find out who did it. So I get in the vehicle, and I go over there, and we walk in. We're all sitting around the table. They said, did you take it? Nope. Did you take it? Nope. Did you take it? Nope. And I'd look at him. And so this goes on for about 15 minutes, and finally the one mom said, okay, I'll tell you what's going to happen. That bracelet costs X amount of dollars, and each one of you are going to pay a third of it. Now, he's really pinching me now. I'm looking at him thinking, you rat. So they're bluffing, I'm thinking. They're just wanting one of us to spill our guts. Well, they said, 
nope, 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 nope. So the lady said, okay, that's it. You guys will all pay this amount of money. And I thought, oh, geez, I don't have that kind of money. So I walk out and I look at him like, dude, I'm, I'm going to whip you is what I'm going to do tomorrow. So we leave and we're walking to the car. The front door opens and he goes, I stole it. And everybody turned around and looked. And I saw a pattern over and over and over in his life. When we got in high school, even out. Now, I can't think, I'm, I'm, I'm exempt from that. A lot of people have the thought about uh, a lack of integrity. Well, we're just going to outgrow it. You don't outgrow stuff like that. You make a choice in your heart and you repent of it and you say, Okay, Father God, I want to live a life of integrity. I want to be a person of truth. Now, I can stand here and tell you guys, a lot of times in my life, I didn't tell the truth. I had great consequences with my father when I didn't. But I purposed in my heart and said, Father God, do something. I, I want to be some, somebody that when I tell you I'm going to do it, I'm going to do the best of my ability to do it. I don't care who you are. Boy, this is, this is really uh, enlightening, I can tell. You guys are excited about integrity. Some of you say, man, we shouldn't have come to church tonight. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com.